This is the sound of a blizzard treat at DQ. But it also sounds like a weekend bike ride, a post-game celebration, and a sunset on the dock. Wow, doesn't a blizzard treat sound good? Stop by DQ and grab one today to find out for yourself with just one bite with flavors like Oreo, cookie dough, and more. DQ, happy tastes good. Next up, we have the uh, Matriarchy of Hask, which is surrounded by, obviously, the, the, the wall uh, with the gate, which is very fortified, things like that. And then you've got all these jewel mines, you've got these spires that kind of loom up to the sky in certain areas, you've got these fields that are emeraldic green, you've got uh, all this this really nice architecture but then you've got the infighting you've got you've got on the one hand you've got these uh you've got these warrior women who are um who are saying you know we shouldn't let in outsiders and then on the other half you've got the civilians who are saying you know we need to you know open our borders we can change our minds uh, it's about time for us to re-enter the world and that's where the division the with them comes in there is no ideal society Back to Hask, I pictured almost kind of uh, Nordic-styled symbolism, symbolism, and uh, on the buildings and things like that. And I was, I had this idea that the women would be almost, uh, almost like barbarians, but they're they're not barbarians anymore. They they used to be. That their their origins come from Califrax, and Califrax herself was a barbarian that had a barbarian queen that seceded from the empire a long, long time ago. Uh, they are massive isolationists and they do not trust outsiders in the least. They also uh, take the largest collection from Varadesh in terms of mercenaries. Uh, they have some they have they have a lot of mercenaries and at times it's a, it's known as the mercenary isles at times. Other times they call it the, uh, you know, just the Isles or the uh, Isles of Emerald, I should say. And it's, it's this very rich place. And due to the gem trade, they are able to hire quite a number of mercenaries. So they have, they have the bodies for war, but they just, they do not want to be in the world. They, they see the squabbling of the other nations as beneath them. Or rather, they didn't want to be in the world and, uh, until recently. Uh, I, I, I pictured they had this war 50 years ago when they came back to the world for the last time. And since then, there have been many arguments as to why they shouldn't. Because the last time they came back to the world, many of their sisters were killed by the Empire and they were fighting on the uh, Republic's behalf. Now, yes, the, the buildings of the Republic were ruined in that war. And yes, it did make the Republic very poor, but they did allow for the Republic to secede. And since they seceded, the Empire has been trying to slowly rein them back in. I wanted to take things from both the uh, sort of Norse mythology for them as, not really the mythology, but the, the feel, the Norse vibe and the samurai sort of code. So that sort of isolationism would come from the uh, samurai part. There are actually uh, men within the matriarchy, and I wanted to discuss that at length later on. They are the uh, backbone of uh, 
the uh, working industry. So men would be the kind of people that would harvest. They would uh, they would they would be the people working in in their uh, well, not their factories, but their um, in a kind of more menial jobs. But that men do not have power in the matriarchy. They're raised, obviously, by the women, and they're taught by women, and they are... What's the word? They are... Well, they, they, they respect women, and that's literally all it is. They respect... They don't worship them or revere them, but they do respect them, and it's, it's more... Um, it's just ran differently as a country, uh, so men have very little uh, power. They cannot veto uh, people, and obviously, if a woman tells a man in that country that they have to do something, then they really do have to do it. Looking for a way to make online learning a better option for your family? When it comes to virtual learning, experience matters. Tuition-free K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of experience to work for you, giving your child the personalized learning they deserve without disruptions. With a K-12 powered school, students gain the skills they need to be prepared for their next steps in life, building a better future for each one of us. K-12, education for any one. Learn more at k12.com.